Welcome to the Less Stress Family Podcast, where we believe you are fallible and what you do matters. episode 108. I am Justin. And I'm Shauna Wood. How are you, honey? I am fantastic. How are you? Great. Very good. (laughs) Are you lying? (laughs) Possibly. Okay. (laughs) Been a long day. Today's topic is ready, set, homeschool. (laughs) And I say it like that because the circumstances that we are facing ourselves in right now are changing daily. What school systems are saying is changing daily. Yeah. So I feel like everybody's kind of like, huh, huh, should I get ready? Should, should, what are we doing? Yeah. Everybody just needs to get ready for homeschool. <laughs> the way that things are looking right now, I just don't think anything's going to. At least thinking through it in the back of your head right. gives you some kind of fallback plan. Right, right, right. And the good thing is we have however many. Seems like decades now of homeschool. <laughs> you and I have decades of homeschool experience. Feels like it. Yes, I mean, if you it count does every feel kid, like <laughs> if you count true. every kid over the years. Like we're we should be retired by now. We put our time in, honey. That is true. Okay, you got so a story it for actually us. Actually, makes me think about when I was teaching public school back when I was twenty five years old. Oh I can remember that far mm-hmm. back, and I remember. Um, one of my co-teachers talking about this homeschool family that attended their church and they were a large family. And (laughs) I remember thinking in my head, why the heck, if you had that many children, do you not put them on that yellow school bus and send them away for the day? Right. Like I just did not get the benefits or the joys of homeschool Yeah. or a large family. Okay, say even though every once in a while we're like, hey, we're putting everybody on the bus in the morning. Okay, so that is occasionally a threat. (laughs) Occasionally, okay. All right, so for real, I know that there are a lot of people who are stressed right now, and I've heard so many conversations from moms who are saying, I don't feel comfortable sending my kid with all the COVID stuff, but I don't feel like I am capable of homeschooling. Right. And so I just want to provide from our experience a few pointers and things just to start processing through that might help you feel like well hey I could do this after all right and we've talked you and I've talked about this on walks before (laughs) everybody's become such a specialist that no one has I won't say any common sense but no one understands that it's really it's really not that hard about certain things like health like your health right like you have a problem They'll send you to 12 specialists, you know, and one specialist has no other clue about anything else except what they're specialized in, you know? Right. And the same thing with education. Like, we've become so specialized that only a kinder, you have to be certified just for kindergarten. Right. You have to be certified just for first grade. You know, it's just like, right. really? Come on now. People learn the process is, you know, whatever. Right. So. All right. So, first, I'd like to tell you this much. Our kids, your kids, need to learn some life skills. When we were doing foster care, we had teenage girls come into our home. They only had like a year or two left of college. They didn't know. High school, you mean. Oh, sorry, of high school. They didn't know 
how to count change back if they made a purchase or like if they were in a job and they were going to have to do fast food and make change back. They couldn't do that. They couldn't write in cursive. They didn't know how to do laundry. They didn't know how to cook. They didn't know how to grocery shop. They didn't know how to do their checkbook. There are some basic things that just because you're a functioning adult in society, you are equipped to teach those things to your kid. Right. And we, I, I think we've since learned that, oh, it's not just foster kids. It's just all the kids are stupid these days. <laughs> well, it's not that our kids are stupid. It's our, the parents are stupid. That's no, the problem. Yeah, it's not, no, it is. Okay. It is. They, well, <laughs> we're, we're, we're being encouraging in this podcast today. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> but here's the deal. They're not tested on those things in schools. And teachers are so pressured to right. teach what the students will be tested on. I know. I walked in their shoes. Yeah. You walked in their shoes. Yeah. And so we get it. These are things that aren't tested, and so they are not being taught. So you are responsible for teaching your kids these things at home. Okay. Mm-hmm. Second thing. So you're saying include that part of their skill, your so homeschool. that is part of your homeschool. Right. Like how to function as a... Not just an adult, but how to function on that level of what they can do. Be an independent person. Right. So right. our our four-year-old, well, how old is he? Five? Whatever that kid he is. He hasn't had a birthday yet. He's okay. four. Okay, four that September. Yeah, yeah. Our four-year-old, he does chores. Right. He has a good understanding about a lot of things that go on in our house. Right. He can't do them all. Right. That would be a train wreck. <laughs> but he can at least tell you what to do and tell you when you're doing it wrong. <laughs> right. You know, like he can pinch apart the lettuce for a salad right. while the next oldest child can peel a carrot and mm-hmm. the next oldest child can cut a potato. Right. So and the next oldest child can be cooking on the stove. Yes. So it's like whatever, whatever your kids at have them teach them how to take out the trash. Right. Like that is a skill set <laughs> that yes. has to be learned. You know, yeah. like I think that's the thing we just forgotten that all these things really are skill sets. Right. And so we forget to teach them. Okay. It's something crazy that we heard when we were in foster parent training that they were talking about how many things you take for granted that you understand how to do in your home. Right. But there was like 70 steps to doing a load of laundry. If you broke it down all the way from like if you, starting if with... If you do it you your s- way, it's probably like 100 <laughs> steps because evidently I don't know how to do it. Okay. <laughs> Once again, public apology. He's great at laundry. He's in charge of it. Yeah. Okay. So big thing is teaching life skills. Then if you start looking at the academics, it can be overwhelming if you have multiple children who are in different grades at the same time when you're thinking about homeschooling. So the first big division is, are they in elementary school or are they in middle school and high school? Typically... By the time a child hits middle school and high school, they are a strong reader, strong enough that they can do the majority of their work independently. Mm -hmm. So for your elementary age, you can actually teach a lot of the same content to all of those elementary age students. For example, we have individual math and reading writing programs for each student, but our four who run... six, six different... Six different ones, right. Right. But for our four who will all be in elementary school, if they went to public school this year, they we're going to do science and social studies and health and PE and all of their electives together as a group. Right. And when we do, like if I'm reading a history story and everybody's coloring and then 
they have to write something. Do I expect the preschoolers' work to look like the fifth graders' work? No. no. They each, you know, can respond in a different way, but the content that I'm presenting is the same. And then they grab hold of the pieces that are age-appropriate. Right. So don't feel like just because you have multiple students that you necessarily have to have all of these different curriculums for each one. And I don't know if you're going to say it, but, like, we do history. There's so much on YouTube. There's so much on all these different things. You can just make that your history for a month. You know what I mean? We're going to study. You can do, like, simple history. You can do... We've done all kinds of different things, and like that's not probably ideal, but that is like they will have. That's probably what pretty much they do in public school anyway. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we got a sub this week. Okay, we're just gonna watch. You know, you know how that goes, right? But there's so much out there that you can just like click play for ten minutes and then talk about it. Right. Or just click play for 10 minutes and walk out of the room <laughs> like we <laughs> <And> do. <laughs> I think particularly if you're doing the learning at home, like your kid's actually enrolled in a public school or a private school and they've given you a packet and your kid, you know, gets through the whole week's packet in 15 minutes, then that's a great time to click on those different subjects, look right. them up on YouTube, look up the different things. There's Look up what they like. I, I know you're going to talk about that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Anyway, so there's a ton of resources available easily to us these this day and age. For sure. Okay. Then independent learners. So as I mentioned this, before. This, I feel like, is the key. And this is where, this is the goal that we have for all of our kids. We want our kids to love learning and to be equipped to learn anything they want to know in life. They want to learn how to work on a car. They've got a skill set to know how to learn. Right. They understand how to learn. If you can teach your kids that, everything else just flows. Right. So my kid, like we do, go ahead. You're going to talk about a lot more structure here. So Well, so even with our preschooler, and it's only for practice so that he's getting that skill set, but we buy an agenda for every single child. And it's got, you know, where they can fill in the blocks for each week, their different lessons and that kind of thing. They see calendars for the year. And I fill in on Sundays, I sit there and I fill in the assignments that they have for the week. Then they're responsible for completing the assignments. And we have built into our routine a time that they can come to me for questions, but they know, I make it very clear, listen, I have passed first grade. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I am not here to do this work, or I have passed eighth grade, or, or whatever it is. This is your work. Honey. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> this is your work, your daily assignment, and I am here as a resource to help you. But first, you have to attempt it. You have to look at it yourself. Right. And, and that is so, like, I feel like that's just everything. Like, we start in the morning. You can go listen to the routines like one of our first podcasts. We need to like revisit routines, I think, probably. But our kids get up, they do their exercises, they eat breakfast, they have some kind of devotional quiet time, whatever it looks like for them. And then we have the expectation of, hey, you need to start on school. Like we don't sit there and tell them, you know what I mean? And they get in trouble if they've not moved into their routine. Right. And so it's just building that routine and that habit. And it's not us holding their hand. Right. And so I feel like a lot of the pressure with homeschool is, oh my goodness, I have to hold my kid's hand. What you have to do is teach them how to learn. Right. <laughs> that like you were just saying. I mean that that is a 
that's a hard thing because again we have specialists for everything <laughs> and it's hard to shift your head like when when you homeschool it's not going to look like you're not going to use masking tape and divide up your dining room table into little quadrant areas where they sit there and work for eight hours a day and try to <clears throat> replicate what a public classroom or private classroom looks like right because most of private and public classroom time is just wasted time I mean, it's just tons of dead time. Unless you're in the classroom with the kids, you don't really realize how much dead time there is. Yes. There is so much dead time. And it's not that the... I just want to throw this out so that we're being clear. It's not that the teachers are wasting time. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. The teachers have so many tasks that they are given Mm -hmm. that their actual interaction with individual students... Right. Particularly if your child is not a behavioral problem. Right. If your child is not a behavior problem, they are probably getting very little actual interaction time. Right, right. And I mean, that was always my frustration when I was teaching in schools is I was like, we're really, we just don't have time to learn. (laughs) Right. We have all these schedules of all this other stuff we have to do that's not learning. So. Okay. So for people who are saying, I want to homeschool this year. And okay, so I'm going to, but what do I write in the agenda? Well, I would recommend having a curriculum. It's too easy to just skip a day of school when you're just willy-nilly hitting stuff. That's not So you need a curriculum that you're going to work through. But here is the super easy way to do it. Most places require 180 days of school to be considered a full school year. So that's... 36 weeks, which if you, you know, most school systems have four nine-week periods. So, like, you get four report cards at the end of each nine weeks. So, you have 180 days. So, yes, you have 180 days. So, all you're going to do is you're going to look at that curriculum. So, let's say it's a history book and it has 360 pages. Then I'm going to say 360 pages divided by 180 means we need to cover two pages a day. You need to cover two pages a day. Yes. That's what you tell the kid. So, and if, you know, if you're seeing, if you're thinking, I'm going to have one day that we just play a review game or we do some activity, well, then maybe you need to cover three pages every day. Right. So you build it in, but it's not a big mystery. You're just right. taking the whole curriculum, dividing them by 180, and whatever that segment is, that's about how fast you need to move every single day. Right. And this is something amazing about homeschool. Never in my entire career teaching public school did we ever get through an entire textbook. Oh, no way. No way. When the 180 days were up, we were like, okay, congratulations. You have passed this grade. (laughs) I know, which is is terrible, (laughs) right? But typically, we were only getting through like two-thirds of a textbook. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. It depends on the class. But when you take this approach of the whole thing divided by 180 days... We actually get through whole textbooks every year. In a fraction of the time. Yes. You know, just because, again, public school, private school, you just have so much non-education time. Right. So here's the other really fun thing that our kids know when they get their daily assignments done, they get to go do what they want to do. (laughs) So literally, like, we have had times where I've 
seen my children sneaking flashlights in the bed trying to get their work done for the next day because they like want to go build on minecraft or they want to go build a fort outside or whatever it is right they know their ticket to the freedom of doing whatever they want to do is having that work complete yeah and we just don't have any kids anymore like sit at the table all day pouting no, because you know they're I mean? like, they see like, all their siblings they playing. They know that the, the freedom ticket is just get it done. Yes. And so now we do have one every once in a while. Um, they'll hit a wall in math or, you know, a new concept that right. they're struggling. They don't have it quite yet. Right. And they'll get frustrated. But everybody else is like, give me my homework now, please. So I'm just going to like. <laughs> yes. When you have to yell at your kids to stop doing homework. So they're working ahead because sometimes they work ahead. I mean, sometimes they've been like, "I want to work ahead for the whole week." I know they've and done they're that like, before. Taking all, I'm going to take off the whole week. Like I, at first, I was like, "No, you can't." And I was like, "Why not? Why can't you do that?" Sure, you can. Go for it. As long as they have yeah, the yeah, comprehension, yeah. Right. you know. And that's yeah. And our older students who are in middle school and high school now, you know, sometimes they're like, "Mom, I'm just going to like do." all my math on Monday for the week. Right. And then I'm going to do all my language arts on Tuesday, whatever. You know, we give them that freedom. Which makes sense because they, some of them, I mean, it's just like, why do we break it up where you jump all over the place, (laughs) all over the time? It's just hard because once your mind is in math, just stick it with it and just get it done. You know? Anyway. Right. So I know, yeah, I know there's other reasons, but yeah. So we could go really deep in a lot of these different areas, but this is just. But you don't have to. Like, you, you really don't have to. You know what I mean? Like, as far as, like, doing a good job with homeschool, like, you can go deep and you can, like, fill in every little chart and every little... No, I meant you and I could go deep in oh, this conversation. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, but I want to tell them, it's you just keep it simple. Right. Simple is just so much... We keep learning. We just fit in what works for our family. Yes. And it's just so beautiful when all those things work together. Yeah. So here's my last big tip that I want to give you all is to get connected with local people who have been homeschooling before Mm -hmm. COVID. And the reason is they already probably know the laws for homeschooling in your area. They probably already know the resources that are available locally to you. And this is key. Those relationships with the moms that you can call and you can say, oh my goodness, I might kill my child today if we don't resolve this spelling issue or whatever. whatever, And they can talk you off the cliff. And, you know, that is super, super valuable. And that really, it can be done on Facebook and distance wise. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, But there is some advantages to having local people who can encourage you. Totally. Totally. So last thing, because... It's not just because of COVID that I've had moms come to me and say, hey, I'm considering homeschooling. So this is my one heartfelt message that I tell every mom who has ever approached me with the slightest desire to homeschool. You are the best option for educating your child because you care more about your child's success than any other person on the planet. For sure. There are fantastic educators. (laughs) (laughs) There are fantastic educators out there, but they are not as bought in to your child's success as you are. You find a mom and she's going to go through hell or high water to make sure that her kid succeeds. So no matter your experience, you can solve the problem if you have the right motivation. And I believe that moms just naturally have that. I agree. 
All right. I hope this was helpful. Feel free to reach out and shoot us a message on Facebook. Um, we are, you can find us if you just search for Less Stress Family, and then you can send me a private message if you want to. You can connect with us on my Instagram account, Shauna Sheree Wood, or you can connect with us on our website, lsfpodcast.com. Most of all, please remember that you are valuable and what you do matters. Blessings. Thank you. Thank you.